right, guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We are here to do the Fanboys Season 2 Kickoff Marathon Special. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. I had bombs. Stay as a team, execute, give 100%. Dipping dots sound good. What's up? Do we still get the Brad delay? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why? Did y'all not play twice? Oh, no, it didn't. It played only once. Yep. My, We're just waiting on you. Twice. Hey, we're waiting on you, brother. All right. On my end, it played twice. That's all I know. This happens, this happens every time. I don't know. Hey, welcome to welcome to the uh the, the college college sports cast experience. So I don't know, it played <laughs> twice on my end. I don't know why. But anyways, welcome to College Sports Cast. We are here to do the Defan Boys Season 2 kickoff podcast marathon. We are Thankful to be sponsored by Pepsi tonight. Um, I've got my, a Pepsi here. I've also got one of those too. Um, and we're we're proud to be sponsored by Pepsi tonight. We're also um, <laughs> been for this marathon. We've been sponsored by Arden's Burger and Grill and Clemson Wine Bar, as well as True Victory and amazon so i want to get those out of the way we're going to do there's a pepsi we're going to do go. we're going to do a little bit of uh our run through a few things that we do on our shows throughout the week we're going to start out with our weekend wrap up yesterday there was the first games for college football uh, for the season and it opened up with notre dame versus Navy in Dublin, Ireland. It was and wasn't much of a game to be honest. I, I thought Notre Dame looked good, guys. They did. Well Notre yeah. Dame looked like what they should be doing. But that's yeah, Sam. like I mean, do do we really did we really expect anything more than what what actually took place as far as what Notre Dame did? You know, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Navy didn't even have a passing yard until the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's kind of well, navy I mean, I zero. That, but that's you know they was behind thirty five to nothing. Like when you get that bad behind, 
You got to start yeah, with throwing the ball, man. Like, nah, but they don't those those teams like that. They don't do that much, even when they're behind. They don't do that much. Right. I thought, I thought that Notre Dame took care of business. They only gave up three points on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I thought Hartman played a really exceptional game for the Balling. first game. Um, he was twenty. He was nineteen at twenty-three, four TDs. 250-some yards. I thought he played a really exceptional game yesterday, Sam Hartman did for Notre Dame. And then last night we had a couple of games. One of them was delayed forever, and it didn't end uh, after midnight um, Eastern time, and that was Vandy in Hawaii. Is Vandy any any better? Did did either one of you watch the – Yeah, I watched it. I watched I the first half of that one. Oh, so, I yeah. watched the whole game. Vandy will be lucky to win three games this year. They, I mean, Vandy They're, looked way better last year against Hawaii than they did last night. I agree. Night. That was – Vandy's going to have some difficulties. I'll just leave it at that. And I, I mean, don't think they're expecting to get to a bowl this year. I think they're just trying to – you know, I think I think their coach is expecting them. Well, to he's get expe- to a bowl he's game. expecting to get to a bowl game, but I don't think I don't think they're at that level yet. I just they're yeah. They're I you know watch, watching it last night, man. I mean, they gave up ten yards a pass play per per reception. Per reception. Yeah, defensively it looked it didn't look great. Um offensively, I mean it looked like they were able to move the ball just as good. Um mm-hmm. you know, for most of the part for the most part they were able to move the ball. Um and then they've got they've got to figure out how to use who is it a uh, McGowan? McGowan, yeah. McGowan, use him however you can. I mean, that guy needs to that guy needs to affect every play, whether it is whether he's a decoy or he's getting the ball. So yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I just defensively last night they struggled bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensively, they just, they didn't look great at all. And if you're going to struggle against Hawaii, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to struggle in the SEC. Yeah, you're Correct. not. You're basically going to have some issues there. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, well, and, that's what I say. And I'll be honest with you. We look at it from the USC perspective. You know, their defense is about as bad as it was last year. Well, I mean, have we ever known of a Lincoln-Riley team where they had good defense? No. They've got good offense, but have you ever yeah. heard of a Lincoln-Riley he's, he's team a that had good whisper, defense? But, you know, he don't – No, but no. have we ever known a Lincoln-Riley team to get past – the first round of the college football playoff or get back to the college football playoff? Well, of course not, because they've never made it to the championship game. So that would make, <laughs> you know, Barrett Sally, Barrett Sally said something pretty interesting yesterday. He said, until they get a defense, they'll never win a national championship. And he's correct. And, and he's correct. I mean, guys, they just need, they need something that looks and, remotely pretends to be a defense out there. And I'm just going to say from this perspective, they're, they're going they're, – if if San Jose State racks up that many yardage on you and you got – you still got Bo Nix to play in Oregon, 
You got Michael Penix to play in Washington. And then Cam you have Rising. to play Cam Rising with, with Utah. Utah. Yeah. Like, what, what's those offenses going to do to you is the yeah. question. Like, if you let well, San Jose State We run, saw what they did to, do, done to them last year, really. Yeah, so, they I – mean, And they'll do but, it again. But the yeah. problem, the issue was USC kept it competitive because they had Caleb Williams in that offense. That The only reason why they're in those games is because of the quarterback play yep. and the receiver play. I mean, my thing is this. So, you know, with USC, they're, they're kind of the one, one of the, you know, picks that everybody's doing, you know, possibly to make the college football playoff this year. Um, and when you look at that game last night, I mean, I, I don't know that that – like the Pac-12 – this year actually has some really good teams. They do. There's four or five of them that are really good teams. Well, there's there's two or three teams that could win the Pac-12 championship. You know, you got Washington as a sleeper. Well, I wouldn't say they're a sleeper, but they're one of the dark horses. You got um, USC that's that's going to be in there. You got Oregon that's going to be a player. They got Utah that's going to be another player. Because they got they brought back Cam Rising and they brought back a really they're they're good running back, so they're going to have a good offense again. And their defense is always underrated. Utah's is so. I mean, I mean they I, always play well because they got that. Uh, you got what's his face as their coach. They 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 personify his attitude. So yeah, I mean, Utah's defense is usually, you know, plays tough. They do, and then. Yeah. There, there is two other games that I don't have listed on here, and I just want to give a, a mention to them. They played yesterday. Jacksonville um, State actually won their very first FBS game yesterday. The Gamecocks. I want to give them some, some, some love because they won their very first FBS game yesterday. And then UMass went and won a huge game for UMass – um, you know, I mean, they haven't won a game like that since like what 2018 or something like that. Something crazy. Do you know who their next opponent is? No, I don't. Ed Auburn, the Auburn Tigers. <laughs> Auburn? Really? Yeah. I had no idea. No. Auburn starts uh, starts off with uh, UMass next week at 2:30. So, really? Yeah. I did not know that. No. So I paid a little attention to that one just to kind of see what's going well, now, on. They, um, offensively, they looked pretty strong. Right, I'm defensively, they, yeah. and you know what's really surprising to me is they beat New Mexico State. If, if I'm correct, and right. right, yeah, they yeah. beat New Mexico State. Is, yeah. They beat a really good. They beat a team that was coached by Jerry Kill, and Jerry Kill usually has really good teams. Yeah. yeah, and they looked really out of sorts yesterday, and they just didn't look like a Jerry Kill type team. Right. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to give those two teams some love since we're talking about the games from yesterday. Um, I thought, you know, it's a big win for both programs. So, yep. uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of give them yeah. a shout out. Speaking and, and of Jackson, Jacksonville State, my uh, my parents, Cherry it's, their alma, it's their alma mater, and they were at the game last night, yesterday. So hey, they, uh, cool. they went there. Hey, yep. John, Cherry Pitsy, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Hey, it's Pepsi. Don't matter. Hey, I like. I got it. I got a 
Pepsi Zero right now. Is nobody, what I got. Care, nobody cares about yours, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we got? I'm just kidding, man. All right, so we're going to go to our next segment. We got some pick six. Here we go, guys. Something quick. All right. Did that play? It did. Yes, sir. All right. So this is our pick six segment. This is something we will be doing on. Again, yep, there we go. Now you're back. There we go. All right, yeah, I don't know why it's playing twice every time I click it, but anyways, so uh, this is a segment we will be doing on Tuesday nights on our big fuss show. And tonight, our first topic is going to be Heisman front runners pick six. The idea is to pick six, six guys that you guys think might have a chance at the Heisman. So, uh, John Roberts, I'll start with you. Who you think is going to be your top six guys for the Heisman? All right, I'm going to throw out one that everybody's going to throw out, but I'm not necessarily really big on the guy. I'm mainly because he won it last year. He's only on the list because he won it last year. I only, I just don't think that he's going to top his numbers or do anything that impresses everybody to want to pick him again to go back to back. So Caleb Williams, number one. Uh, then uh, we'll just kind of start making our our rounds on quarterbacks and running backs here. So uh, I believe Will Rogers is going to put up some numbers and and make a run at at being that. But the problem with Will Rogers is that he plays for a team that's not going to win a whole lot of ball games, and that's going to be his biggest issue. All right, but now we go look at guys that are going to be on winning teams. You're going to have like Bo Nix, Penix Jr. as well, doing uh, those two West Coast guys. So there's three West Coast guys that I'm looking at. Um, And then I really really don't want to pick like a – Georgia's quarterback, I just don't know if he's going to do what it takes to win. Like, they're going to be – it's a, he's, a, he's, a quarterback on, he's a quarterback on a winning ball team, but I don't know if he's going to be the one that puts up a ton of numbers. Same thing right. with, like, Alabama. Alabama's quarterback, doesn't matter who they put out there. I mean, the only way that, that they have a quarterback that's in it is if Jalen Milrow gets it and all of a sudden he is just – he does everything that they thought that he ever could do. You know, meaning like he's an accurate quarterback passer and he runs like the wind, which is what he can do, but doesn't necessarily mean he will do. So I I, I have a really hard time picking those guys. So I mean like Sam Hartman's and your and your and your um and your Learys of the world are gonna probably be guys that actually do really well. And those are gonna be the guys 
that I would put in there. So I'm going to go with Sam Hartman in there, not just because he just played yesterday, but because that Notre Dame team is going to be a a team. Pretty to, good team. Yeah, pretty good team out there. Yeah. And, I mean, you've got the quarterback and the running back for, for Michigan. Those are going to be pretty – they're going to put up pretty good numbers. Uh, I think it's J.J. McCarthy, and it's going to be what, Corum? Blake Corum, yeah, Blake yeah Corum, so yeah. those two guys right there. Uh, I'm actually going to bow out. I'm going to say uh, we're going to take – I'm going to take Kayla Williams off. I'm going to add one of the Michigan guys in. So there you go. So okay. we're going to go – we're going to go Penix, Bonix. Uh, we're going to go uh, Blake Corum, uh, Sam Hart. Hartman. Yeah, Hartman. Um, and then I'll even say uh, – I'll even go in with J.J. McCarthy right here. And then okay. uh, and then Will Rogers. And then there you go. There's my six. All right. John Hammonds, what about you? I'm going to go Caleb Williams. I think he's got – I think he's the best player in football. That's I, I, I just my – that's just my take. But – The best player nobody saw. And <laughs> – he Ooh. took some awfully bad sacks yesterday. That's he did, all I'm but he, say. Also, he also made an unbelievable play too. So one, yeah, amazing made, play, up, yeah, for sure. Um, he made a lot more last year though, but it's still the first game this year. But I'm gonna put in Michael Penix from Washington, um, Jordan Travis from um, Florida State. Florida I think State, okay, he's gonna yeah. be involved. Um, and then I'm going to put one in there that Brad loves more than anybody is Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I think he deserves – That's some, my guy. He's going to be I in there, I think he deserves man. some love. The kid is a really good football player. I think he's the best wide receiver in football. I, I think he's the best player in college football. And and I'm going to go a sleeper pick. Um, okay, go for it. And I know I'm a homer. Uh, I'm going to go Devin Leary. I think Devin Leary is going to have – if he gets the line to block for him, I think Devin Leary is going to have a heck of a football season. And okay. if, the, if the offensive line can get together for Kentucky, I think that Devin Leary could have a really outstanding year because, you know, look what he did at NC State. That's that's I mean, not it's easy to do. It's possible, but Kentucky's got to win nine or ten they, they games. Win, they got to win nine or ten games. That, yeah, that's yeah, to the, have a real chance. That's yeah. the, they got to beat Tennessee – they gotta have one of those upset wins over Georgia, yeah, Alabama to at least get a, get a yeah. uh, opportunity for him to win it. All right, so I'm gonna y'all pretty much cover the spectrum. You took one of mine that I definitely was gonna say, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. I think by far he's the best player in college football. I don't even think it's close. Um, but I'm gonna give you another sleeper name, and that's Judkins from. Um, that's actually good. that's a good one. I like that one. Like I I I really think that he could have that special of a year. Um, I I agree. I like that one. That one's a good yeah. one. Um. So and then if I had to throw out one more sleeper pick, it would be Brock Bowers. Now it's a real long shot because he's a tight end. Correct. But I mean, it's a long shot just because of the position he plays. Yes. But I do believe that he's that special, that he could get maybe top five in the voting or something like that, maybe. You got a better shot at Marvin Harrison 
Jr. Yeah. getting a getting a top five than than Brock Bowers. Um, I, the the only reason why I would go against like your Marvin Harrison, while I really like the guy, I think the guy is awesome. Is we don't know what his quarterback's going to be like. I I know, but he's <laughs> man. I'm telling so, you, Marvin Harrison. I think he's better than half the darn NFL receivers I, and, right and, now. And I and I would agree that he's really good. Again, quarterback may not yeah, be able to get not, it to him. We, we or still, we still don't even know who the quarterback's going to be for Ohio. Oh, State. it's um, pretty sure it's going to be the uh, the was it. McCollum or what's his name? They haven't um, named one unless they've done it this late this evening. No, I don't think they've named him, but uh, McCord. Yeah. I think McCord's McCord, the guy that yeah. more more than likely is going to take it. Um, but you know, a couple guys that we didn't actually uh, that none of us named uh, Quinn Ewers uh, or Quinn or, Ewers has got a shot at it, right? Cade Klubnik, which I thought that might be one that you know, yeah. He's, he, and uh, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels has the best odds and right so now. So does Drake May. Drake May right. is another one that we could. Well, throw Drake up. May is is actually further issue, down the, the issue list. with picking Drake May though is can that North Carolina defense do anything? They're, yeah, they're, I know. That's yeah. the main. That's the main I, issue. I agree with that. They yeah. could lose a lot of games with, with that defense the way it was last year. Yeah. yeah. So, but those, I mean, but those are some of the players that I think. No, that I, I, I get what you're saying here. Yeah. And and All one right. other and one other guy that we we didn't name that may be a guy that I don't know I mean I guess he'd be a sleeper but uh, I, I would go with um, uh, where where is he uh, Drew Aller for Penn State yeah possibly so well yeah. if you if you want to go that far you can go Braylon Allen from Wisconsin the running back he he's going to get a lot of yards this year for the Badgers right yeah they're so. run the football quite a bit. Right. I just right. like Judkins better. I like Judkins better than Corum or him, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah okay. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how the season plays out, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, college football playoffs. I started with Roberts a minute ago. Hammonds, I'll start with you. Who's going to be your college football playoff? Team? All right. I, you can I, I also was... give me two just on the outside or two sleepers, however you want to do it. So, it'll be six. Okay, so I'm going to go – Alabama's going to be there. They're going to be back. Um, you're going to have Georgia. You're going to have Ohio State. And then try to think of the other team. I'm going to go Michigan. I think Michigan will be there. See, that's hard um, for me. You just picked two SEC and two Big Ten teams. Yeah, I just think – those are the two best, the two four best teams. I can um, I can go. I'm on board that one of those conferences might get two. I just don't really think that both of them will get two in. And I noticed yesterday on College Game Day, Kirk and and McAfee both did the same thing. Well, they, the thing is, it's all going to depend on that Michigan, um, Ohio State game. Whoever loses that game is going to be the odd man out. I think. And I don't know. I, but if I had to say the outside looking in, it would be FSU. And personally, I think Clemson could get there. There's a real chance for Clemson to get back. But there's another team that we talked about the other night, um, Brad, 
that you said that you absolutely cannot stand to say what you want to say. Oh. But they're sitting in in Dallas. Oh. I know everybody don't want to say it, and, and it says Texas is is back. The only this. way Texas is getting there is if they beat Bama on week two. They exactly. have to beat Bama. They have to. Week but two. I will say this. This is the best Texas team that Sark has had. If, and I mean, that's a huge if. If they beat Bama in Tuscaloosa, they have a chance. That's a big if. But say say they go down there and they beat Alabama. Yeah. The chance for them to go to the championship game is the best they've had in over what, since – since Vince Young? Well, it would be, but they got to beat Bama first. I got to see that first. Well, they, they did go to the championship game in 09, which was sooner than Vince Young. So um, I'll say this like I told Brad, there's an opportunity there for them to win 10 games this year. Yeah, but I don't right. think as much as I don't, I don't think 10 will get them to the college football playoff. I don't think it will either, but it'll get them to a big bow. Yeah. All right. John Roberts, who's your six? Who's okay. your four that's getting in, and then two either next two or sleeper teams or however you want to do it? Uh, Georgia, Bama, Michigan, and Clemson are getting in. It's those four. All right. Uh, the two that are left out, Penn State, LSU. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, so LSU. one of you have a Pac-12 school in there? No, I refuse to pick Pac-12 right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is the year, and I've and I and I I have not. I have been feeling that for a while. This was before all the demolition of the Pac-12 and all that crap that's that's what's, going on. What's going to happen? What's going to happen right now is that one of the teams from the Pac-12 that is going to the Big Ten is going to win the championship. The Big Ten is going to claim it. The Pac-12 is going to claim it. And uh, then, you know, the, the pack four, whatever's left over uh, next year will dissolve itself and turn into, you know, uh, the, the big West or something like that. So here's my thing. I think that I think this is the year I, I do not believe unless Texas beats Alabama. I do not believe that a Big 12 school gets in this time. I just okay. don't. I'm, gotcha. I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving out the Big 12. Unless well, I left the Big 12 Texas, out too. <laughs> unless Texas beat, beats Alabama, okay? Right. I I just have a sneaky feeling that this is the year. It's the last year of the Big 12 or Pac-12 and everything, and they've got a bunch of teams. And I just have a feeling you're going to see – one of these teams sneak in the college football playoffs. So mine, I actually have Washington in there um, in my college football playoff. I I also have um, Georgia and Michigan. And I, I went back and forth between Bama and Ohio State, really, um, for my fourth one. And honestly, I think you could flip a damn coin, <laughs> really. But I'm going to go Bama is, is where I'm going to go with it. I think when you when you're toss, have a 
to a coin toss like that, you should lean SEC nine well, times. Well, and two, two, both of them's got questions at quarterback, and they do, they do. You know, both of them, both of them, kind of mm-hmm. have questions at quarterback. So I think LSU is right there. They would be one of my next teams. They and just have I, to win all the games that have that that they are uh, that they're that they're supposed to win and not yeah, lose and I'm one. I'm actually right there with Penn State as well. Um, so, you know, those would be my teams that mm-hmm. that I would pick um, for the. College I had L- I had LSU on the outside looking in too, but yeah. it's just it's all going to matter on those games that they need to win. Like yeah, that game absolutely. against FSU is critical, I think. You know, my right. winner. I'm just going to go ahead, guys. Like until somebody beats Georgia, I know. You know they they're replacing a lot and everything, but right now at the beginning of this season, I, you know the two-time defending champs. I, I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm actually going to pick against Georgia for the only purpose that we haven't seen a three-peat, and I'm just going to say that the three-peat doesn't happen. You're probably right. I'm playing That's the probably odds, probably more than likely right, but. Yeah, going against them just for that that sole reason. But I do understand what you're saying. uh, Until somebody shows that they can beat them at that level, at that level, yeah. 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 And I'll even go as far as to say that this might be the best Georgia team they had compared to last. They might be better than last year, right? With the downgraded quarterback. With a downgraded quarterback. So, I think Carson Beck will do good. I think he'll, I think he'll lead them. He won't have to do a lot. Like if you get it to Brock Bowers, and you do, you know, you let Georgia do their run game, and their defense keeps you in games every single night. Georgia win the majority of those games. But Georgia lost a running back for the. Well, year. they're still going to be good at running. They lost back. one. I'm not saying that they're that the, yeah, all, they, their whole running game's gone. I'm just saying one well, of their stable of backs lost. are gone. Is there, out there's for the another year. one. There's another one that's got some kind of spring or something that's going to be out for a little while. Milton, I think. Kendall Milton. Yeah, might be Milton. I think I can't remember. Well, one of them tore an ACL and he's gone for the season. Yeah, yeah, that's no, the that ain't, that ain't Milton. That's another one. Yeah. Uh, so the running back is an issue for them right now, probably uh, at least at now the the their wide receiver crew group might be the best in college football next to Ohio State, I think. So Hammonds, are you are you taking Georgia to win it all? Yes and no. But I'm gonna <laughs> say yes because the, the three peat, like John said, you know, three peat is hard to accomplish. It's never I don't think it's ever like you said, it's never been done. Um, yeah, I mean Bama got close until Auburn had I don't know six. if it's ever, never so. been done, but I don't remember, recall it being done since like the 60s. I'll say this. To all them Alabama fans out there, this might be Saban's year. He, he, he's going to regroup. He's going to get it back to where he had it. I think this is probably the most talented Bama team that he's had in the last couple of years. He's had a I lot of talent. And you want to he's know why, of, why I agree with you on that? Murder let ball. Ask, let me let me ask you a Murder question. Murder ball is coming back. When's the last time y'all seen Nick Saban smile so much and have fun at press conferences and talking to people? When's the last time y'all seen him doing that? 2020. 
at the latest, I'm telling at the, you. At the most. Yeah. Like, it's been a little while. Saban don't – he's not all happy and smiling and cracking jokes. and Like, that's not his demeanor unless he knows he's got a really good team. If murder ball, if murder ball comes back the way that everybody's expecting it to do, which means the offensive line is absolutely just mauling every everybody, then a it doesn't matter who they have at quarterback. It really doesn't because they're just going to run the ball and they'll throw the the passing won't be it won't be as much of a necessary. I mean, you will look it will look a lot like the 2009, the 2011, the 2012 teams that came through and it will just be, but it'll be one that runs like those, but has the offensive concepts like, you know, 2017, 2020, stuff like that. Those guys, because it's going to be spread, but they're going to run, they're going to murder ball out of spread. Which I mean, let's be, be honest. Saban knows who 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 he's starting at quarterback. He's oh, just yeah. not. He's just not well, telling it. He don't he, want the world to know. He, here, here's the deal. He's going to start Jalen Mil- Milrow. All right. Let's just I go ahead. I think and, he's going to play two or three of them this this coming weekend well, again. Just to keep just to again, keep Texas off. The start is going to be Jalen Milrow. He will take the very first snap. Okay. Yeah. Ty Simpson will play in this game, okay? Between those two is because they've got to figure out who plays the best in the in during that game. That will be that will be your starter for Texas in week two. Okay. There was a third guy that was in the that was in the running. I think he's been since taken out of the running. So it is between Jalen Milrow and between that's uh, the Notre Dame that's the Notre Dame transfer. Uh, Tyler Tyler Buckner. Buckner, yeah. that's it. That's Buckner. the one. So, yeah. anyway, so it's going to – the first snap is going to be Jalen Milrow because unless we've heard of Ty Simpson just absolutely taking over practices, which we haven't, then he's going to go give it to the guy with experience, which is Jalen Milrow. But – Kind of in the same situation, the same vein as when uh, Jalen Hurts took the starting job, right? He was not the initial starter in game one against uh, Florida State. He came in around uh, series three or so into that game and never gave it up. So there's a possibility that Ty Simpson comes in and does that or that Jalen Milrow does what he needs to do to oh, I, I completely the, agree with you, especially job. this first game before the Texas game. Right. He's not going to play all of his cards and show his complete hand to Texas anyway. And well, I mean, he's not going to show a lot for Middle Tennessee either. So well right. And I think I think even in the Texas game, he's going to play Jalen Milrow as more of a uh like a wildcat type quarterback too. Yeah. He's going to pl- I think he plays Milrow in that game, regardless of Milrow being what the starter, happens. unless Ty Simpson is 100%, no question about it, takes it from him during game one, which yeah. I don't really see that happening, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. So, yeah. I mean, that's all fair stuff. Um, 
you know, USC has an outside shot, but looking at them yesterday in the in the defense, I kind of doubt that now. Mm-hmm. I think Utah has an outside shot of making a college football playoff. Um, of course, Clemson is right there, and FSU is right there. You know, I'm just not – you go outside of Clemson and FSU in the ACC. Just not a lot. What do you have? I mean, they have two teams. I mean, the Pac-12 has five or six pretty good teams. The ACC has two. That's it. That's it. How do you put? How do you put them in? I mean, unless they absolutely have to be at least twelve and one. Uh, no, I think the ACC has got to be undefeated. And I mean, well, unless you are. I mean, unless you're Florida State who loses the first game to LSU, the ACC has to be undefeated because, like, Clemson couldn't do it with one loss because of the fact that if they lose to an ACC school outside of Florida State, Florida State would end up taking the the job anyway or or would take the conference anyway. But, like, if they lost to a team – you know, during the year, and it wasn't Florida State. I mean, have they? They got rid of divisions already, right? Or are they still divisions? No, they they're they got rid of divisions. So 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 this possibly, year this year they can, so, so they, yeah, could they could possibly, possibly have play twice. Yeah. Okay, so they could they could play each other twice. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. outside of the idea that Florida State beats Clemson game one, and then Clemson beats Florida State, you know, in the in the championship, Clemson doesn't really have much of a. Uh, a way of being undefeated, or, or or not undefeated and getting well, in. Played, like that's the only way. That, Notre that's the Dame only way. at home. That's probably one of their toughest games. Okay, okay. So Notre Dame could, eh, but still, I I think that. I mean, I think that. I mean, Notre Dame would probably be the only other one, the only other yeah. exception, because if they lose to South Carolina, I think that that being so late yeah, in that, the year, that's, that's enough. That'd right be too. There. That'd be too late in the year. Also, yeah, 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 South Carolina's not going to be strong enough to be like, well, it's a strength of schedule. Yeah. Like, like while well, they that's were. That's the reason why I yeah. struggle with putting an ACC team in there, just because of that reason alone. Well, see, but see that that's why I put one in is because I think that. All they have to do is be undefeated, and I think they get in. So yeah. I think well, that Clemson could be undefeated. Probably getting in. I think that yeah. Clemson could be undefeated. It'd be a cupcake schedule. I don't think they're going to win the the national championship, but I think they could be undefeated and get in. Right. So that's why I put them in. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So another segment that we do here on College Sportscast is on Thursdays we do a segment called Game Day Pickle. All right. So our Game Day Pickles, kind of like college game day, we take some of the best games. It must be playing the second time. That's what's happening. Yeah. He's getting he's getting that video again. So he'll be back. Yep. <laughs> he's he's smiling at it. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He got he got that video again. So uh, for everybody that doesn't understand, Brad apparently sees the video that you just saw twice. 
I and just saw it he twice. Talks. Yep. See, and there he is. He's talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so when he goes silent like that, that's because the second video, the, the second time is going. I don't, I don't know why, but you're exactly <laughs> right. It did play twice. I don't know why, but here at college sports cast on Thursday nights, we do a game day pick them for the upcoming weekends um, games. And we pick about 10 or 12 games for that week. Uh, tonight we're doing something short next Thursday night, August 31st. There is a list of about 10 or 12 games or so being played. Um, I have picked three. Actually, this Thursday night. Do are we picking? Are we picking yes. the games for Thursday right now? Yeah. Yes. It because it's Sunday. Yes. It would yeah, be it's this, this Thursday. Thursday. It's this Thursday yeah. night. It would be this yeah. Thursday night, August 31st. Um, I picked three games for us to kind of talk about. I've got them there on the screen for everybody. Um, the first one I think is the biggest game of the weekend before the LSU Florida State game. I think. Um, so you've got this on Thursday night. You've got Florida that is going to Utah. Utah came to Florida last year in the swamp and got beat at the very end. Um, you know, Utah is a seven-point favorite in this game. So what do you guys think about Florida going out to Utah and as a seven-point favorite for the Utes? Mm. I think it's going to be a tough year for um, Napier, Billy. You know, it, it's just it's just going to be. Um, it, the recruiting's getting better. They're they're doing good on the recruiting trail, but they still they still got a long way to go. Um, now next year they probably will be a lot better than they was this year. Um, but I don't I don't I don't think they go to Utah and win that game. I think Utah has a lot of where they screwed up last year towards the end of the game last year. They made some mistakes, and Florida won it late in the game. I think that they'll have revenge on their mind. And I'm going to tell you something. Utah is hard to beat at home. They are hard to beat at home. Mm-hmm. That stadium is probably one of the most underrated stadiums in the country when it comes to playing a game there. And I'll just – I'm just going to give you my pick. Um, I think Florida loses this, but I do think it'll be close. I think it'll be a, a touchdown type game. So you're right. saying that's right at the, the number? That's what the spread is. is seven. I say right, right at the number. I say right at the number. Yeah, Florida will cover. It's just but it'll it'll be a push. It'll be a push. Yeah. Okay. I just think with Florida rebuilding, um, you know, and and you know losing quite a bit, I just don't think they're they're you know Utah's got the better they got the better talent across the board. I think especially at quarterback. Well, so just to give you a little bit of an update, Cam Rising hasn't been cleared for this game as of yesterday. I don't know. I haven't heard today. Um, But, you know, he blew out his knee on January 1st last year in the bowl game. And he has not been cleared for this game yet. Now, Cam Rising himself did a – press conference a few days ago and he claims that he's going to listen to the 
medical staff, but he's ready to play. So we'll see what happens. He says it's going to be a two-hour before game time decision is what he said. All right. John Roberts, what do you think about this game? I'm still going to go Utah. I'm going to say it's inside the number, but I'm going to go Utah as the uh, as the outright winner. Um, and my decision doesn't really matter whether – if Cam Rising plays, then I think that, that they could actually win by – that they can actually win by bigger than the number. But if he's not playing, I think it's inside the number, but I still think Utah still wins the game. So I'm going Utah winning the game outright. And uh, Cam Rising only makes it a Utah wins uh, in the number. So, well, I mean, I can agree with exactly what you just said. I mean, if Cam Rising plays, I actually think it grows beyond the seven points. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me being at home with Cam Rising playing that it's not uh, a 10 to 15 point win. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'd um, say about ten. Yeah, I'd go ten. Yeah. And um, if if Cam's not playing, I mean, it's going to be a, much more of a battle, and it probably would be under the number. Yeah, I think it's a field goal. I think a field goal, last drive, field goal, kick, kick to win. So, so Shane says Florida by three. I just. I don't see that on the road at Utah. That's, that's yeah, just... I don't either. I'm going Utah. I actually, if if Cam plays, I'm going over on the spread. Yeah, I, think, I am. Too, I am too. I think yeah, I mean, that, Cam, that, Rising, Cam Rising is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Right. I, I love go. Cam Rising. I loved him last year. Hammonds, you probably remember me bragging about him last year. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, so. I, I'm going. I'm going Utah. If Cam plays over, if not, I'll go under the seven. Uh, the next game that I'm going to talk about that is on Thursday, the 31st, NC State, the Wolfpack. They go and play at UConn. Now this is a, tr- this is a tricky game. It this is. This is, is very and, tricky. <laughs> and, and, and UConn doesn't get quite the love that they deserve. Right. With, with with Mora Jr. there, um, but they are a fifteen point underdog at home. So, well, uh, the spread yesterday on DraftKings was fifteen points late last night. So that's what we're going with here tonight is fifteen. I think NC State wins this game, but. For UConn to win this, they're going to have to get better passing game to to for this year. Last year, the passing game wasn't really really up to par. Um, Jim Mora is improving that team. He's doing a really good job with that team. I wouldn't be shocked if this game was close into the fourth quarter. Um, but I think NC State, ultimately, they win this game. Um, I think – the D-line and the offensive line will take over, um, especially in the third and the fourth quarters. But don't be surprised at halftime if this game ain't three points or less because it's. It, I think it'll be closer than people think, but NC State will eventually wear them down in the fourth quarter. Okay, so 
You've got it. Oh, you got them over the fifteen or under the fifteen? I've got them. I got. I got them over the fifteen. Over. All right. I just think they'll score another t- a late touchdown to um, put it out of reach. All right, John Roberts. What do you think? So NC State outright win, but it's under the fifteen. You think it's under the fifteen? Yeah, so I've got NC State winning the game, but it's under the fifteen. So UConn covers. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that's a pretty pretty safe pick. Yeah. I just, you know, this UConn team is not getting near the love and respect. Like I think that that they deserve. I mean, Jim Moore Jr. is in his second year at UConn. Yeah. Um, this is just his second season, so he is still in the process of, you know, kind of getting that roster set the way he wants to and turning things around. Uh, but, you know, he's got a quarterback in now, um, and they were a lot better than people thought they were going to be last year, and I expect them to move the needle even a little bit more this time and NC State going to UConn to open the season is a very interesting game matchup. It, I it is. You know, I mean, you don't see too many Power Five football schools going on the road like that, period. But especially especially the first game of the season. Yeah, especially against a team like UConn. Yeah, yeah I mean, you don't see that very often. So – I think it's a real interesting game, um, and I, I am going to pick NC State to cover this, but, man, there are so many things inside of me that says that it's going to be like a 12 or 11, 12, you know, 13-point game. But, yeah, um, when we do that, and then they end up being a blowout, and then we come back to this, and it's just – yeah, yeah, and then we and then we overreact the opposite yeah. direction. You know, we're yeah. like, "Oh my God, NC State is so good," or "Oh my God, UConn is so great and NC State sucks." You know, we'll just do that. Just wait. Well, UConn plays yeah. another game or two early in the season in September that's going to be interesting as, as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this one, so I had to bring this one up. So. Uh, the next game is the same night, August 31st. Nebraska is opening, and this is a Big Ten matchup on opening night. Yeah. Nebraska at Minnesota. So this will be Rule's first coaching gig with Nebraska going and against, think, going against say- P.J. Fleck. And I think Minnesota is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And I think Nebraska covers, I, but I do think Nebraska loses this game. But I'll say this, they'll see some glimpses of what's to come with this Matt Rule team. Nebraska will, the fans. They'll see what they're in store for. Um, I think it'll be a lot better than what people think. Um, you know, and then they got, I think, Colorado next week. I'll say this on this game. Say you go, this game's at Minnesota, right? Yeah, it is. It's at you Minnesota. go into Minnesota and win, and you come back the next week, and you have a shot to, to knock off prime time and be two and zero to start the year. 
that's oh, I mean, that could be huge for Nebraska. After the last three to four years, what Nebraska has went, Nebraska has went through, and, and you got an opportunity to make a statement on the big on the big stage. I think that's a huge opportunity. But like I said, I think Minnesota wins this one. Um, I don't think they blow them out. I don't think this is as good of a Minnesota team as they had a year ago or the year before, but I think it'll be a close, close game. I mean, they were nine and four last year, Minnesota was. was. And wasn't it one year where they only lost one was it one game late in the year? Was it a couple of years ago or something when they had the I think it was like they had one or two losses or something? It's a couple of years uh, ago. It was a couple of yeah. years ago, yeah. It was a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So Shane says Minnesota covers. I and agree with Shane. I believe Jerry, I believe Jerry is, right. is on with us. What does Jerry say? He said Minnesota close, close by three is what, what close Jerry by said. three. I All think right, Minnesota so. covers though. All right, so you got Minnesota covering Hammonds. Mm-hmm. John Roberts. Minnesota covers. You said Minnesota covers. Yep. You know. They are a ground and pound team. Um, I think that's going to be the ultimate factor because they're going they're going to use tempo to, to keep Nebraska off the field. And the and the question now is with um, some of the the clock rules and stuff like that that will 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 yeah, go in Minnesota's absolutely. favor as far as that. The other part is that um, Nebraska probably doesn't have the depth to keep up. So late in the game, when if you're doing a ground and pound on somebody late in the game, I, I think it, it favors the team that has the the solid running game because you're just going to wear another team out. And well, so, and two last year, Minnesota ranked third in the country in time position. So, so I, I, yeah, that and 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 now you're going to get even more if you're able to do the same thing. You're going to have more time of possession because. The clock is a running clock, except for inside the two minutes at the end, like in the uh, second and the fourth quarter. So you're you're going to have more time to to possess the ball. Incomplete, incomplete passes, it just keeps ticking. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, uh, that 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 it's a running clock, and until you're uh, inside the two minutes, oh, uh, yeah. even on an incomplete pass, it runs. Mm-hmm. Runs on an incomplete pass, runs on a first down, it keeps running unless you're the inside time, the two The only minutes. time it stops is if a flag's thrown, it stopped. Right. But yeah. once you get inside two minutes, in the, in the like basically the two-minute warning in the NFL, when you get inside the two minutes of the second quarter and the fourth quarter, then it does the, then it does the whole stop. Um, yeah. It stops first on first down. down. It, so stops sure. on, it stops on so sure incomplete. It stops on incomplete. People's going to yeah. like this rule eventually. Well, so far, so far, what we've seen in the first uh, five or so games is that it has cut down the amount of plays to what? Yeah, so so it's cut down the amount of plays that any team plays, uh, essentially to one game. If they if they keep this track uh, from now until the end of the season, that it would cut down essentially one game's play about with the amount of plays that are cut per game that if you put it all together, it would amount to being one game, okay? However, the time of the ball games so far are still the same. Does, it still, does, the, does the time still 
do, yeah. do they stop the clock when they go but with a TV think, camera out? And, yeah, but I think they're doing some TV timeouts and some things. Well, you know there was I mean? a lot of extra timeouts because of the heat that was this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And I think that um, what we need to see is what happens next week and what happens the following week to kind of get a really good gauge as to how this is going. But in the first weekend, the time of the ball games were still the three and a half yeah, they were hour. Still pretty, they were still pretty late. Yeah. Whereas, but they were running about six to eight, you know, plays short per team. Yeah. So. All right. So That's I'm going to pick Minnesota to cover too. Just so you guys know, we're kind of running. We was going to do this show in an hour tonight. So we're kind of running close here on time. I do want to tell you guys that I have a couple of $10 true victory gift cards to give away. The three of us need to like sit down and talk about how we're going to do that and maybe have a little drawing live next Sunday um, for you guys. Maybe uh, uh, how to enter, sit down and maybe do a drawing either next Sunday or the following Sunday. One of the one of the next two Sundays, we will definitely have a drawing for some $10 gift cards for true victory. So I do want to put that on the screen there. Um, Sunday or Tuesday, we are going to be doing our final preview and prediction show. This one is the SEC. Um, that is going to be our final Power Five preview and prediction show. It will Thank be you. at it'll be at eight <laughs> o'clock. It it's is been, long hey, shows. Hey. They are long shows. They're like two-hour shows. It's hard to go through 14, 15 teams. You know, and it and it not take a long time. Yeah, so. Brad puts me to sleep whenever he does it. So they are long shows, and I, I fully, I fully am, you know, willing to admit that. Um, and You're then this Thursday on the thirty first is going to be our first full season two uh, game day pick'em show. So we have a full slate of games to pick from. Actually, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday there's a game because it's holiday weekend and Sunday. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he said. I didn't know what yeah. he said. Yeah. So he, went, he went Thursday through Sunday. We're playing yeah, game Thursday, every day. Thursday through every day. Monday. There's actually Thursday one through Monday. Monday. Sorry, Thursday yeah. through Monday. And, and, and reminder, it's the first official. I always count it as the first official last weekend of summer because yeah. it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it's there Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So we got a big slate of games to pick from for this week. I will say I looked at them. There's, there's not, there's not, there's there's not a lot of big games. So there's just a few here and there. So we'll pick, you know, we'll pick eight or ten if I can sneak in eleven or twelve. But we but did that last year where they went in a lot of big games, and they had two or three upsets out of those cupcake yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, so. and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that'll happen. But we'll pick eight or ten games on the slate over the weekend and do our first game day pick em show for season two um, next week um, or this week on Thursday, the 31st. So that's our next two shows. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed our Defan Boys season two kickoff. I want to say it was great to kind of go through and watch each show. You know, we had Nebraska. Um, we had Furman. We had um, – Let's see. We had NC State. We had Clemson. We had an NFL show. We've had Texas. And there Georgia um, one. We had a Georgia show today. 
And I want to say what a pleasure it was. You, there's more um, you can run through and catch these shows. Um, we well, we do have, I do have an update. Later on in the season, me and Brad had discussed this, we will be having Hal Mummy on the show during the season. So I just wanted to just throw that out there. Um, yep. Former Valdosta State, Kentucky coach. Um, just wanted to throw that on there so people would know that he'll be coming on pretty soon with us. I just got to get a date and stuff for when he can get when he can come get on. Things worked out a little bit. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, we'll be do, we'll be doing the SEC. We have not made our picks for the SEC yet. So we all three and the people that know us, we are SEC guys. So you know. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're all SEC. Are, are we really? Are we? We've done, we've done everything else but the SEC. So now we're kind of going to kind of doing everything. We're doing everything this year except Auburn football. So, <laughs> so it's going to be. I had, I had to get a little dig in there, man. Like, it's going to be a year, fun show to do. So, y'all join us on Tuesday, Tuesday night for the SEC preview. John and John, I appreciate you being on with me. And you guys check out the fanboys and hit that subscribe and like on the YouTube channel or the um, Facebook page for College Sportscast. Y'all have a good night. We'll see you Tuesday. See you, man.